going on, everybody? It's Fabs here, and look at who I got right alongside me. You see this guy right now? He's pretty handsome, that Bob Harris. Uh, we are back for another edition of the Believe Fantasy Football Show, which is sponsored by Bet Online. Bob Harris, how are you, my friend? I'm fantastic, Michael Fabiano. How are you, young man? I am good. Um, I appreciate the young man reference. I don't feel like one right now. I got a lot of yard work <laughs> it's to a, do. The body is hurting, my man. It's Home a relative ownership. thing. It's a relative <laughs> thing, Fabs. Home ownership. Uh, yeah, it's certainly uh, a lot of work. We've got a lot to talk about in this edition of the Believe Fantasy Football Podcast. We've got Cowboys, Seahawks. How many times am I going to say beloveds and how many oh times is Harris going to get annoyed at it? We've got all of the week 13 slate, 16's on a bye. We will get into it. But first, the last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, all in full swing. Bet online is your number one source for wagering, news, odds, trends, and of course, predictions. All the hoops, betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips, desktop, mobile, you've got access at any time. Uh, head to Bet Online today and remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And the <laughs> games start on Thursday, Bob. Seahawks. Cowboys, before we get into this one from a fantasy perspective, uh, we'll talk a little wagering. The Cowboys are a nine-point favorite right now. The over-under is 47.5 at DK. Uh, the Seahawks are plus 350 on the money line. The Cowboys are minus 455. Uh, the Cowboys are 5-0 and against the spread at home this year. Their margin of victory at the Jerry Dome is 29 points. So nine points seems minuscule. Uh, they're 11 and three at home against the spread dating back to last year on the Seattle side, three and two against the spread on the road, but they're Oh, two and one against the number in their last three games away from the great Northwest. They're six and eight against the, <clears throat> the spread on the road dating back to last season. Uh, so if things continue to trend in this direction, the Cowboys are an easy pick in this one uh, minus the nine, which to me seems maybe a little bit low. Let's get into the fantasy aspect of things here, Bob. Basically, every Cowboy is a virtual must-start, right? I mean, is there any Cowboy that's not a must-start outside, you know, Brandon Cooks, Jake Ferguson, anybody anybody that you see is not a startable asset in this game? I know, and I mean, and that includes the defense. <laughs> I think, you know, they're totally a startable asset as and well. And Brandon Aubrey, too. And Brandon Aubrey as well. Yeah, he's been he's been money. So, uh, yeah, don't see any pieces. And, and, you know, you can make an argument for Brandon Cooks. You can make an argument against Brandon Cooks. He's been pretty efficient or at least pretty productive. But, you know, I don't know if his average depth of target is like right about 13. I don't know if that's sustainable, if he can keep going at that rate. So might have a little concern about him and, you know, little concerns about Rico Dowdle. Does he get enough workload to make things work? But but both of those guys, you know, I guess the problem for, for all the pieces that, you know, aren't must plays in this one is the Thursday night kickoff, right, Fabs? You don't like to put yourself in a hole by taking chances on players when, you know, you have an entire slate, although it's a limited slate. We got six teams on by, so. Yeah. Yeah, make, and your, make be, your choices carefully. I have said it on Fantasy Dirt uh, that there are going to be a lot of vomit-inducing starters in our lineups this week. It, it just is what it is, uh, and I hate it. At, at least remember last year there were six teams off the week before the fantasy playoffs started. That sucked. Um, this is not fun either, but it is what it is. Uh, on the Seattle side, I don't see a must-start on their entire roster. Like By must-start, that means <clears> I have to have him in my lineup no matter what. 
Uh, do you disagree with me? I don't see one. I don't disagree. I mean, a lot of people are going to play Zach Charbonnet with Kenneth Walker doubtful, essentially out. He was on the field for 87% of the snaps last week. Uh, that's the high, that's a higher snap share that Walker's had in any game this year. And he also had like a nearly 80% carry share, ran around on over 70% of the dropbacks. I mean, like any other week you would rank him probably as not running back one. Uh, I'm not sure that's the case against the Cowboys. It's not a good cow. It's not a good matchup. You know, the Cowboys defense, uh, they've given up like six touchdowns and, and how many, like fewer than 20 points per game to the position on hold, right? points per game uh, to running backs. And Charbonnet had the Niners last week and didn't really do anything. So I, I don't expect them to have a big game, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Zach Charbonnet is probably, he's going to be active in a lot of leagues because we're, we're looking for volume over matchup right now because we've got injuries and we've got six teams off. You know, Geno Smith, unless you're in a two QB league, I ain't touching him with a 39 and a half foot pole. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Uh, the Cowboys have allowed 11 points per game at home to quarterbacks, Bob. Right. The big issue is, is Geno over the course of the season has struggled under pressure. And over the last five games, Dallas is like fourth in pressure rate, third best in pressure over expectation per fantasy pro. So uh, he'll be under pressure. That's not a good, not a good situation for Geno Smith this season. Uh, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, probably going to be in a lot of lineups. Cowboys have allowed the third fewest points to wide receivers. So uh, beware. Temper your Unideal. No, it's not ideal. Uh, let, let's get into some of Jen Piacenti's player props because Jen is the best in the business. The princess of props. She likes Dak Prescott over 12 and a half rushing yards. That's that's a prop that she has liked very uh, often uh, on a regular basis. Geno Smith under 21 and a half pass completions. Jake Ferguson over 34 and a half receiving yards. Brandon Cooks over 40 and a half receiving yards. So she likes BC. Like one catch. And, and she also, right. And she also likes Brandon Cooks over longest catch at 19 and a half receiving yards. So uh, keep that in mind. Now, I think we've covered that from, um, you know, from soup to nuts. But we've got the glorious uniform matchup tonight, by the way, too, on Thursday. Uh, the Seahawks are wearing the nineties throwbacks. They're beautiful. They're glorious. I wish the Cowboys would wear their seventies throwbacks, the Royal blues. I'm not going to get into that, but it's a great uniform matchup, Bob. You know, I love my uniforms. I got all these helmets all over the place, all behind me. Right. I'm like, I'm all into it. So um, this is a glorious uniform matchup, whatever. Um, say about, I was right hoping me. for the color rush. That's my favorite because everyone color. hates it. Dude, why, why do you want to wear a uniform that looks like antifreeze? It's gross, man. It's, it's I just awful. love it because everyone else hates it. That's, yeah, that's no, just terrible. being contrarian here. I'm a, I'm a DFS tournament player, Fabs. It's in my blood. Ugh, contrarian oh, plays yeah. rule. No, they're, they're, they're disgusting. Um, anyways, let's get into some DFS plays for the week. And again, Bob mentioned we have six teams on a bye. But there's some good values out there, Bob. I'm going to throw out some bargains and fades, and I want to get your take on them. Uh, at quarterback, and we're we're looking at DK here. Brock Purdy, 6100 bucks against the Eagles. I dig it. Yep. Russell Wilson's $5,900 against the Texans. I also dig it. All right. The fades. Kyler at seven grand. That's high. I know he's good, and the mobility makes him valuable. But Pittsburgh's defense is is pretty tough at home. And then Matthew Stafford, I'm not chasing the points. He's not throwing no, for another four touchdowns. $5,900 against the Browns. No, thank you. That's all you're doing. You left Gardner Minshew off the list against Tennessee. I think that's a great play as well. What's his price? I'm checking, what, 5300 That's a bargain. Uh, you can stack him up in a tournament play with Michael Pittman or Josh Dallas as you see fit. So like that one as well. At running back, 
Najee Harris at $5,200. I believe he's cheaper than Jalen Warren. I believe he's cheaper than Jalen Warren. So he's a good play against Arizona, who just gave it up to Kyron Williams and to a lesser degree, Royce Freeman last week. There's this, a better play. Bob, this is the chalk mm-hmm. play of all chalk plays. So Zach Moss is 4600 bucks, dude. Right. I mean, everyone, you know, the, the concern about Tennessee is, the, you know, the reputation they're tough against the run, and generally they are. Last time Zach Moss ran against him, I think he ran for, what, 165 he yards? Smoked him. Week seven, 195 total yards of offense for him, and obviously he moves into the starting lineup with Jonathan Taylor out, as we discussed on Tuesday. So, so yeah, I'm on board with that one. It, that's, Super that's cheap. Gonna be, everyone's going to be everyone's going to be happy, right? Exactly. And even yeah. in tournaments, like you know, sometimes you have to eat a little chalk to you know keep up. If you think a player is going to be on a lot of rosters and also deliver a value, you might want to have a piece of that as well. You strike me as uh, maybe a kid who ate some chalk in uh, in uh, grade school. I made other kids eat chalk. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, Bob. Bob was more into the Elmer's glue. Uh, I, <laughs> the fades for me. DeAndre Swift is $6,600 against the Niners. No, thank you. James Conner's $5,800. I know it's a revenge game. James Conner has lost a featured role. Michael Carter got <clears> almost <throat> the same number of no, snaps. So we're going to have an argument about this then. Okay. But because all of Michael Carter's work came in the fourth quarter, like 24 of his touches came in the in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was like in the game was well out of hand. Okay. I think, you know, I mean, it's possible that he's going to take a bigger chunk than we'd like. But thinking that it's going to be an even split, I think that might be a little bit of a reach at this point. Need more evidence. You knew that James Conner has not scored double-digit points since yes. week three? Yes. And he was losing his third down roll to Tony Jones before they signed Carter. Right. I, like, if Carter plays a third down roll, that'll be fine. But I don't think it's going to be like an even time, like an even split. All right. Point taken. Would you start James Conner in DFS? No. So we agree. <laughs> On that. Let's move on to the wide receivers um, and a couple of bargains here. You know, I, I know Terry McLaurin's numbers when he's not playing the Eagles are not like mind blowing, <laughs> but I mean, $5,500 against the dolphins and they're going to have to throw like a hundred times in this game. Cause the dolphins are going to score <clears throat> and over fist points against Miami. Uh, so I like Terry McLaurin at 55 and I like church Pickens at 48 because the matchups, right. He's kind of due, Bob. He's, he's done nothing for like a month. So I feel like Pickens is due. What are your thoughts on those two? Um, I'm okay with I'm okay with that. I mean, like Pickens, I think he, I think he definitely do. I like Cortland Sutton a lot too. Had a, like coming off a little bit of a down week, so maybe people aren't paying attention. Uh, young Stingley might not be up for handling Cortland Sutton. The fades two Rams. Cooper Cup at seventy eight hundred dollars. The guy's been. I mean, that's way too much. And even Puka at seven thousand bucks. Also much. too much. They're playing the Browns, and I mean, like the numbers are not there. There's a lot of injuries on the Browns, though. We'll see how that that plays out. They yeah, had, like, Denzel Ward, yeah, missed last week's right. game. Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett beat up, and it sounds like he'll he's trying to playing, but those could be difference making. Uh, Even issues. beat up, Corlin Sutton didn't have a great game last week. Jerry Judy no. had a great game last week, so. Well, no, that's true, and then that's why I'm liking Corlin Sutton this week is because people will be a little bit down. Yeah, uh, tight ends, um. David Njoku at $4,100. He's had 10 plus points in, I think, six straight games. Uh, I think Joe Flacco might start, which right. I that worked the value of Flacco all has of these. a lot of history with tight ends, right? I mean, that's yeah. been kind of his bread and butter. And I'm, so I totally agree with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, and then Juwan Johnson at $3,400. Mm. I, I, I don't know if you've heard anything about Olave this week. Mike's expectation is that he won't play. 
Um, Rashid, uh, Rashid Shahid too, Bob, like, what are you hearing about the Saints wide receivers? Yeah, Shahid seems almost certain not to play, or, you know, that seems to be the view among observers. Olave's given himself a chance. He got on the field on a limited basis to open the week. So, you know, he's into the, into the protocol far enough. It's like five steps. He's got to go through getting on the field as one of them, then testing and being symptom free. You know, it's kind of a race. And at this point he's in a good position in the race. So we'll see. That doesn't mean he'll get cleared but he's in a good spot for this time of week. How many guys have come off of a concussion and, and played the following week? Though? One in the same, I think it's one in the same week you know, with the short because turnaround, Musgrave right? Musgrave came back on a, 10 day. on a Thursday and right. then had extra time. Yep. So it's possible, but I don't know if it's likely. Uh, so digging on Juwan Johnson, I think Taysom Hill is like the third or fourth most expensive tight end on the slate. Yeah, too too movie. Um Fading Kyle Pitts um, permanently, um, which has kind of been, yeah, my Fair. thing this year. Uh, I've only been wrong, I think, twice. <laughs> like, and we're in week 13. <laughs> think, yeah, like fantasy sports, fantasy football in particular is a game of probabilities. Up to this point in his career, we could say that, you know, banking on the under with Kyle Pitts has probably been the winning play. Yes, and then uh, Tyler Higby had two touchdowns out of nowhere. Uh, his 19-plus points last week was more than he had scored in his previous five games combined. I'm not buying it. I'm down yeah. on the Rams this week. I, the, I, the Browns are, uh, the, their defense is fantastic. And they're kind of in a situation where they gotta, they need to start winning some games. Uh, they're they're <clears> currently <throat> in the playoffs. They got to try to stay there. Um, I, think, and, I, think, I think the Higby thing was interesting last week because they, you know, the initial reporting that he was inactive. I wonder how many people were like, maybe had him in DFS tournament or some lineup and yeah. told them thinking he was inactive and then didn't. I mean, who checks back in five minutes to see if the inactive was wrong, right? Had Higby inactive even after it was reported that that was wrong. Right. Uh, so get on, uh, come on NFL network. Let's, let's be better. Uh, let, yeah, all right. Keep grinding that ax buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I always will. Don't let's not get into it. Um, it, it's this, it's, it's the holiday season. So <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. Um, so starts and sits Bob for the week. And I will say this, I didn't have a lot of work with. You've got six teams off. You've got injuries like all over the place. four and a half team. It's not even full I'm, six. The I'm, Giants yeah. are on the list. The Raiders are on the list. I, the, right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, you remember that plastic surgeon in the Batman movie with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson? Look what I have to work with. <laughs> After Jack Napier fell into the vat of acid, remember? Yep. I'm sorry. I got to go back to the 80s. Always That's like 89. Yes. I was at I was in Cape Cod on vacation with my dad and my sister when that movie came out. We went to go see it, uh, and it was it was wonderful. Um, I don't think it's the best Batman movie. I think Dark Knight surpassed it, but um, one of my favorites. Anyways, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, uh, and Bob doesn't want me to go down that rabbit no, hole. No, I should believe you because you like Star Wars better than Star Trek. So who? What do you know? Well, everyone likes Star Wars better than Star Trek. Only weird people like Star Trek better. I can't Maybe. do that thing. Can you do it? I can't do it. I can't, Everyone I can't can do, do it. it. I can't. I can't do it. I, you I have half to of it. actually like manually do it. I can't do it. Uh, not into Star Trek. I, I Although the, the new Star Treks are actually decent. I, I didn't I didn't mind them. Um, outside of Wrath of Khan, I guess, you know. Bleh. Anyways, we could do a whole podcast about that. I'll do my, um, my whole Khan impression right now if you're not careful. Move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, quarterbacks. Tua Valoa, who had a stink bomb last week. 7.8 points. He's had fewer than 13 points two of his last three games. He might score 60 this week. Like, 
If Tua scores fewer than 20 points, I'm going to be shocked. Why? The Commanders gave up over 20 to Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito. Hey, the Tommy DeVito. Hey, I'm, I'm making some, maybe the ball, uh, some lasagna. Sorry, I'm, yeah, I'm Italian. Um, I'm actually a fan of DeVito now because he's a he's a paisan. But um, two is a must start. I have two in my top three uh, in my rankings this week. C.J. Stroud, stardom against the Broncos. Uh, they've given up 17-plus points to three quarterbacks on the road this season. Um, six teams off. I'm going to keep pounding that. Brock I, Purdy. Go ahead. I have two at four and five, by the way, and Purdy at seven. So you're right in the you're right in the range there, Fabs. Uh, yeah, I, I am. I am scratching Bob Harris where he itches, uh, and mm. he loves it. Uh, the quarterbacks continued. Brock Purdy, 19 plus points, six times allowed by Eagles defenders against the quarterback position, and four have gone over 28. Brock Purdy's the top 10 option this week. And I did Russell Wilson this week. Texans defense, they're giving up like 300 passing yards a game, over 21 fantasy points per game in the last four weeks. Russell Wilson's going to be a starter in a lot of leagues this week, Bob. Yes, and he probably should be. Look, I mean, you've got to kind of look at the numbers. I think the the, the perception has been the, the reason keeping him out of line. It was people not paying attention to the name and not the numbers. The sit quarterbacks this week. Let's start with Matt Stafford. Four touchdowns last week, uh, but Browns, and I, and I said this last week, I'll say it again, only two quarterbacks have scored more than 16.8 points against Cleveland's defense. They both rushed for two touchdowns apiece. Stafford ain't doing that. Did Stafford I mention this is a game of probabilities, right? You're yeah. taking your chances on this. Stafford's ceiling this week, Bob. Like, I think if he scores 17 points, you got to be thrilled. <laughs> Probably. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't either. think he's getting there. Um, Jordan Love, who I have to start in a couple of leagues, and considering by McGinn, I guess I don't hate it a lot, but the Chiefs are giving up 12.3 points per game to quarterbacks this year. They're really good. So Jordan Love may have a stinker on Sunday night. Uh, after that, these are more 2QB. If you're going cheap in DFS, don't go this direction. Baker Mayfield against Carolina, Derek Carr against the Lions. Uh, and the Lions are actually not good against quarterbacks. But Derek Carr's got nobody to throw to. I mean, hopefully Olave is able to go, but I mean, I'm not. He has plenty on that. of guys he can miss throws to still. There will still be guys running down the field and angering him by running slightly incorrect routes as he throws the ball five yards out of their way. I'm in super flex leagues where I got to play Derek Carr. Uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I guess I don't have to, but I'm probably going to end up doing that. Uh, yeah, quarterbacks, wicked thin right now, guys. Um, running backs, stardom. Rashad White against the Panthers. Must. Didn't have a great game last week, but he rushed for 100 yards, 15-plus points in five of his last six games. Listen to this stat, Bob. The Panthers have allowed 17 or more points to running backs nine times this year, and at least one running back has scored over 17 points against them in the last four games. You know, we've been saying, like, you know, think of the last two weeks just alone. Uh, Tony Pollard needed to get correct, and he got the touchdown that he had been missing since, what, week two prior to that. Derrick Henry yeah. was coming off a couple single-digit games. The Panthers were the elixir that cured his ails. And, uh, you know, and, and like, nothing is ailing Rashad White right now, by the way. Uh, so he gets a he gets a maybe a little higher bump. He's been fantastic, been, been well inside the top ten in production. Most of it based on his uh, receiving work. This week it might be his rushing. Yeah, the elixir. See, Bob is really old, so he remembers like when you know you had ailments and you used milk of the poppy. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you even remember that? I don't. It's a Game of Thrones thing. Come on, Milk of the Poppy, no? I don't remember that from Game of Thrones. If you're like dying or you're in pain, they give you Milk of the Poppy, and I guess it makes you feel a little bit good. Um, anyways, <laughs> I can't remember. I, I can't believe I even remember that. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco against the Packers. We told you to play him last week. He's in the smash spot again against Green Bay. Uh, their defense has given up 15 or more points to running back seven times. Ramondre Stevenson last week, I mean, he got a ton of snaps. And we need this in our lives. We don't need Zeke. We need Ramondre. Uh, he has scored 21-plus in two of his last three games. The Chargers have allowed 16 or more points to seven running backs this year. Start Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, Najee Harris is a start. So is Jalen Warren. The Cardinals defense has given up more than 31 points per game to running backs, Bob, since week nine. And then Javante Williams against the Texans. Now, he did see his numbers shrink in the last couple of weeks, scoring 17.4 points combined. But not his usage. Yeah, and the usage, but the usage went back up last week. Right. The usage has been increasing, and it's been increasing pretty steadily. There was a couple setbacks. Samaji P. Ryan got, you know, the goal line looks and is going to have a role, but it's a minimal role. It just happens to be in really fortuitous spots because he is mm -hmm. getting the, got the goal line looks last week. But I'm with you on Javante Williams. Uh, this has been that steady, steady, st steady incline over the course of the season with him coming off the serious D injury. Yeah, and I don't think we need to tell people Zach Moss is a – I mean, hell, he's close to a must Play start him. this week. Um, with John, I'm still bummed out about Jonathan Taylor, man. It's a thumb. Uh, anyways, yeah, I'm not happy about that. Uh, sit him running backs. Bob and I may disagree. I know you. I have to play James Conner this week. I have to. I'm, I'm, I have to. What am I going to do? I'm going to play Jaleel McLaughlin? I mean, I got to play James Conner. But he has failed to score double digits since week three. Week three. Um. You know, Michael Carter got burned, and Bob. You know, made I don't. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with the, with with the outcomes. I just, it's, you know, I just thought the usage. It, the usage is a little was a little deceptive. I thought in this game in particular, it just seemed all come at once. Right. And you know, we'll see. They, I mean, they did wave Keontae Ingram this week, so obviously they feel like the guys they have in place. They brought him back to the practice squad, but they they think the guys they have in place with Carter and 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 Demarcado still in the mix too. So I mean, it, it could be a come a murky three man committee. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, not disagreeing with the outcome, just not sure exactly yet what the roles are. Uh, I, I I don't dig Jerome Ford. I know you got to play him. He's had 11.9 points, I think, in like, what, three straight <clears throat> weeks or something weird like that. Rams defense, five touchdowns allowed uh, to running backs this year. So it's not a great matchup. He's a flex. Chuba yeah. Hubbard had a good game last week. I mean, he had a really uh, – I, I didn't think he would put up that kind of number. Uh, over 20 points. He had 19 touches uh, the week before. It was kind of close with miles away from being a good fantasy running back Sanders. Um, last week, Hubbard reclaimed the job. So you're probably going to flex him. It's Buccaneers sixth fewest points allowed to running backs though, Bob. I think it's fair to think though, that the, you know, the incoming coaching staff, you know, the, the, the problem for the problems for Frank Reich and Bryce young and all that, that, that led to Frank Reich's firing is they can't protect Bryce young. Uh, so what do you do when you can't protect? Maybe run. And you, we saw late last year that offensive line was pretty good at run blocking. So maybe they just put a concerted effort to run the ball and we get a little more volume. I don't know if we'll get great results. That's not my expectation. But uh, but with volume, good things happen. Uh, yes, uh, absolutely. Let's move on to the wide receivers, Bob. And my wide receiver start of the week this week is Brandon Ayuk. Uh, you know, last week he had 13 points, which you know, was okay. It's not great. I, I think both him and Debo are going to eat like, like Philly cheese steaks, like 
unlimited this week against the Eagles. They have allowed 12 touchdowns and the most fantasy points to the perimeter. This is going to be a high-scoring game. Forget about the defenses. Uh, you're going to sit Christian McCaffrey because the Eagles are good against the running backs? No. I am not. Uh, are you going to sit, uh, you know, DeAndre Swift because the Niners are good against the run? No, uh, this is going to be a fun. I think this is going to be like a 34, 31 type game. <clears throat> uh, start almost everybody in this game, but Brandon Ayuk, especially yep. I dig him. I dig him. I totally agree with that. I mean, this is the perfect setup for him. And I mean, you, you'll, you'll be playing Debo too. You'll be playing George Kittle, all the pieces. I like Devonte Smith as well without Dallas. Oh, too, yeah. Yep. Uh, Michael Pittman jr. Has been very consistent. Even though he only had 10 points in his first game of the year against the Titans, I'm still going to play him. Uh, they've given up the fifth most fantasy points to the perimeter in the last four weeks. Uh, Christian Kirk came really close to having a big game last week. I know, like, statistically, it didn't look great. He was this close to scoring a touchdown, um, and that would have put him over the top. Uh, the Bengals' defense, I, I don't know what's going on with the Bengals' defense. I don't know what's going on with the Bengals. I know it's not good. Uh, they've given up the ninth most points to slot receivers. And I get Calvin Ridley has been better than Kirk over the last couple of weeks. I'm still playing Christian Kirk this week on Monday night. Uh, they'll be the, the Bengals are going to be wearing the white, the white tiger stripe helmets. Uh, so that'll be fun. I'm starting Christian Kirk and Marquise Brown, Bob, give us the latest on him because I kind of like the matchup this week for Hollywood. Yeah. Did not practice to open the week. So <clears throat> played on the heel injury last week, missed the last two days of practice last week. It sounds like they're doing some maintenance with him. So We'll see if he gets on the field at some point. My guess is he's going to play through. The and he had 12 targets last week. Yep. And he didn't practice. So if he plays, I like him as a flex against Pittsburgh. They've given up 12 plus points to wide receivers 12 times, uh, including five with more than 19 and three over 30. So they can give it up to wide receivers. So I'm going to start uh, Marquise Brown if he's active. And then George Pickens, who we talked about in DFS, like he's been bad. And he didn't put up a good line in the first game without Matt Kennedy. He only had 8.8 .8 points. But the Cardinals are giving up the fifth most points per game to the perimeter. And I wonder this week, Bob, if the Steelers don't go more to Pickens because Deontay Johnson dogged it a little bit last week. <laughs> and I wonder if maybe they they put, you know, I know they're 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 playing for the playoffs, and you know, right <clears> now they're in. But Deontay Johnson, I, I wonder if Pickens gets more targets this week than oh, Deontay Johnson, well, just because. Deontay, that was not a good look for him last we'll week. We'll see. And look, he, he was very contrite with the team, stood up at a team meeting, apologized to teammates, acknowledged the error of his ways, did all the things that Mike Tomlin pretty much set yeah. up that he needed to do to get back in the good graces. So <clears throat> I'm not ready to bail on him yet, but I don't disagree with you that Pickens is, is due. And look, this offense, I mean, they were throwing the ball down the field over the middle, makes for Pat, Pat Fryermuth to, to be maybe something like, I can remember, I'm old enough to remember this summer when, there were fantasy analysts out there thinking George or Kenny Pickett was going to take that second year step forward. And, but no, this like, maybe we have a little hope that this is going to happen. Look, you're not wrong yet, Fabs. You're not wrong yet. Oh no, I'm wrong. I'm, not yet. I, and I, I know there are a lot of us out there. I'm, I know I'm wrong. I, I, but I, I was, I was correct in that. Nobody remembers the start of the season. Out. They remember the end the of the season. One. The second year quarterback who has broken out Brock Purdy. First he had off, already broken out. Sam Howell. Sam Howell. Yeah. Okay. Lindsey Rhodes, uh, my pal over at uh, SiriusXM, she she loved Howell. I liked Howell, too. I didn't like him as much <clears> as Pickett. <throat> um, that evil is on me. Let's move on to the wide receivers who I don't dig this week. Drake London. And I got to be honest with you guys, I have gotten him wrong more than I've gotten him right. It's on me. But he's playing the Jets. 
Guess how many touchdowns the Jets have allowed to perimeter receivers this year, Bob? That's exactly right. None. Uh, and I, I don't think it's going to start this week. I don't love Drake London. I, I don't love Puka this week. And I like, I got to play him. I, I, I probably got to play him in, in a league. Bob and I made a trade. Um, I got to play him. I don't love him. Uh, the Browns, they've given up the fewest points to wide receivers. So I, I don't I, love Puka. He's a gamble. Again, if you're playing in probabilities, playing your top, but, but I mean, you're right about one thing. People are going to still have to play him. <clears throat> you know, you're probably not going to have better options and that's what you have to do. Measure your ops in this case, work on the probabilities, but we know, the, we know the outcomes against the Browns generally aren't good. I do think you gain a little ground. I know Denzel Ward was out last week uh, yeah. and it didn't like, you know, lead to great things for the, the Broncos receivers, but but I don't think it. I don't think it's like a is a disadvantage when one of the top corners is out. One guy that we haven't talked about enough in terms of his um, suck, I guess level, Chris Godwin, single digits in four straight games. Now historically <clears throat> he's been good against the Panthers, but they've allowed the fourth fewest points to wide receivers, and they've only given up two touchdowns and the second fewest points to the slot. So like, Chris Godwin is again like. You know, we like we just talked about with Puka, you probably got to play him. Chris Godwin has not been good. I mean, I want to say though that, that like, I, th I feel like the the targets and the catch totals and everything have been right up there with uh, with Mike Evans. The problem has been the touchdowns, right? I mean, I think they have a, in the similar range, like 91 catches to 82. Evans is ahead of him. So, I mean, you know, it's not like a huge gap, it's just a gap. And this, the, the touchdown, the lack of touchdowns has been what's killing Chris Godwin. Yeah. Um, there's been a big gap in numbers for, uh, Chris Godwin and it's, it's, it's getting deeper and deeper. Uh, finally, Christian Watson. I, I don't love, I know he had a good game last week. I know you probably got to play him. Uh, the chiefs have given up nine touchdowns and the fourth lowest catch rate to wide receivers. So just keep that in mind. Uh, I like Jaden Reed better. I've been mm. kind of beating the drum for Jaden Reed for a while now. Um, and I'm, I'm certainly not going to stop. Uh, Bob likes drumming, by the way, he's a big fan of drums. Uh, and people who drum, he actually watches drum porn. I don't know what that is exactly. I don't know if it's naked people playing the drums or just really good really drummers good drumming. drumming. Um, That's it. Shout out to our guy, Richard Christie, by the way. Ah, I'm not afraid to watch him. You know what I'm really good at? Air drums. No, you're not. No, that's, that's, not okay, I, that's fantastic. No, it's that's great. Right. All right, let's go to the tight ends. Uh, Bob's favorite position, by the way. Uh, David Njoku, we're going to start him against the Rams. 10-plus points in six straight games. One game with over 17. <clears throat> the Rams' defense has given up the six most points to tight ends. I think it's going to be our pal Joey Flacco that starts for the Browns this week. I don't care. I, I don't care who the quarterback is. I'm starting Njoku. Um, yeah, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram doesn't have a touchdown this year. Nope. Here's the crazy thing. I was talking about this with Lindsey uh, uh, on SXM. Uh, or Sirius XM now. Um, we've gone back to Sirius XM. If you look at the top, I believe it's six or seven tight ends. They've all scored at least four touchdowns. Ingram's the only guy in there that no touchdowns. Uh, so I guess we're looking for maybe some positive <clears> touchdown <throat> regression. Positive anyway. regression is a good right. thing. Uh, the Bengals gave up 120 uh, and over 21 points, or and 21 points of Pat Fryer with last week. So start yep. Evan Ingram. Dalton Schultz, a little concerning, Bob. Um, he did not play a full complement of snaps last week. It was a season low 29. Brevin Jordan got more burn, but I can't ignore the matchup against the Broncos. 
They've given up six touchdowns, the fourth highest catch rate, and the most points to tight ends. Are we feeling hmm. okay about Schultz? Not yet. We'll feel okay if he gets on the practice field. He did not practice Wednesday. Neither did Tank Dell. Uh, D'Amico Ryan suggested that they think Dell will be fine. He said nothing about Schultz. Uh, so okay. the uh, the omission there was noticeable to me. So we'll see where Schultz is. And and Jordan's a guy that they they've liked on and off. So be interesting to see if he gets a little run here late in the season and is a limiting factor for that was just totally injury related. Yeah. So if Schultz can't go, Brevin Jordan's going to be a sleeper. Uh, it's an early window game too. So we'll know. And then finally, Taysom Hill. He didn't have a huge game last week, but he's getting touches. He's getting touches as a quarterback. He's getting touches as a running back. Uh, he'll apparently get some touches as a receiver this week because they've got all kinds of injuries all over the place. I mean, even if even if one of Olave or Shahid plays, they're still down Michael Thomas and whoever doesn't play. And Bob is saying that doesn't look like Shahid's uh, no, trending seems in the right unlikely. direction. Seems unlikely so, for him. And we'll, but but you're right about Hill. I mean, you know, there there aren't a lot of you know home run swings at tight end, and he is definitely one for all the reasons you said. He's going to pass some. He's going to take those direct snaps in in scoring position and usually run them in. So doesn't happen for you every week. But if you're swinging for the fence, if like, let's say you go up against a Dax lamb stack uh, to start the week and it puts you in a hole, uh, you know, he might be a play to consider. Uh, they're not beloved. my beloveds. They Can't wait not. for the game. Uh, all right. Tight ends to sit. Tyler Higby. Don't chase the points. The Browns have allowed one tight end, one Mark Andrews to beat them for more than 7.8 points. Higby ain't going to be the second. Uh, sticking with LA tight ends, Gerald Everett. Touchdown last week. Yay! Don't chase the points. Even though the Patriots stink, their defense is not bad. They've given up the third fewest points and only one touchdown to a tight end. Uh, Kate Otten, I'm not digging them. Uh, the Panthers have given up three touchdowns and the six fewest points to tight ends. And Tucker Kraft, who I have to play this week, which kind of stinks. I tried to I put in a claim for Juwan Johnson in a league and Lindsey sniped them from me. So I had to play Tucker Kraft. I don't love it. Chiefs. Uh, their defense has not allowed more than 11.7 points to a tight end this year. And all but three tight ends that they have faced have been held under 10 points. That's saying something there. Uh, so I would fade Tucker Craft. Some other guys I'd fade, Kyle Pitts. Words you never Tucker. thought you'd hear say during the course of this season. I'm fading yeah. Tucker Craft. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but he scored a touchdown last week, so people may be facing the points. All right, Bob, that's it. But before we go, and I want to get tossed in on this one too. Did you guys see that Machine Gun Kelly? Now, obviously, this is nothing that is possible. He offered Travis Kelsey half a million dollars to play for the Browns. Now, um, okay, it's stupid because number one, half a million dollars for Travis Kelsey. I mean, you know, he blows that on Taylor Swift in a weekend. I mean, that's nothing for him. But that made me think. Now, Toss, you and I are both diehard Cowboys fans, right? We both love the Cowboys. Bob does not associate himself with any sports team. He's not a fan of any team in particular. Hate them all equally. So, Bob, what is your favorite metal band? Is it Slayer? Is it Metallica? Like, who is it? Uh, it's like asking your favorite child. I mean, you know, if you made me just like narrow it down totally to one, I could narrow it down to maybe three and I'll go ahead and just go with Metallica right now. Cause I okay. think that's the answer you're looking for. What band do you like the least? Like it's, it's like ice picks into your eardrums. It doesn't Is machine gun Kelly in a band. Anything. Okay. All right. It so, would probably be that. So just, it just as an aside, uh, 
I saw the other day, I think earlier this week, that Machine Gun Kelly is preferring to be called just Machine now. So Fabs, if you could if you could call him you Machine. Can make that exact order. Yeah, thank you. Know you know what? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> All I know is that I'm jealous of the man because he's with Megan Fox. Um, anyways, so whatever. Machine, I don't care. All right. So here's my question to you. First toss. Somebody offers you five hundred thousand dollars and says you can't root for the Cowboys anymore. You have to root for who do you think the Cowboys' biggest rival is? Eagles? Giants? Yeah, right now it's the Eagles. Okay. They're, they're you good. have to be an Eagles fan for the rest of your life and you have to hate the Cowboys. 500 grand. Are you taking <clears> it? <throat> I'm probably doing it, honestly. I get the 500 grand. I get a good team with Jalen Hurts for the next 10 years. I'm with the, you, man. The Cowboys just give me heartache anyway, Fabs. I, it's really, it should be a hard answer and it, it would pain me to do, but I think it would be easy to do as, as wow. the sad truth. I mean, there yeah. wasn't even a hesitation. No, I, I don't think there should be any hesitation. I got to be honest with you. I'd probably do it too. Um, yeah, I know Bob you Harris, $500,000. You could never listen to Metallica again. And in any instance in the rest of your life where you would listen to Metallica, you have to listen to Machine or a band or a rap artist or a country <laughs> singer that you absolutely despise that you hate. So I, I could probably you never listen to Metallica again, ever, never, never. Well, the good fortune is I am familiar enough with Metallica. I could probably play the entire catalog in my head from song one through song last mentally over and over and over on repeat. And uh, there are so many other bands I love so much that, it, that I would probably survive that. Give me that money. Okay. I'll go a step further. You can't listen to metal anymore. No metal. The only thing you can listen to music wise is rap or not. No, no. You have to listen to music. It's rap. You have to listen. You can't listen to metal ever again, ever again. And I don't like rap. I don't think you like rap. Uh, I can't, uh, you know what I mean? Unless Andrew I could learn. Is in it, like I can't, or, or you know, or, or you know, I could learn. Okay. So for $500,000, Bob Harris would never listen to metal again. And he would listen to rap. I'm very old. It wouldn't be a long thing. <laughs> <laughs> you could just listen to this podcast again and again on repeat. That's exactly. That's I don't know if I could do that. I, I don't be. like, I'm music. lying, but I'm saying I would, do I don't it. like country music. I don't it's like totally techno lying. music. I don't, I don't like anything but metal. I, would, I, I would like totally a little cheat. pop from like the eighties. I would All totally right. cheat. I'm saying I'm doing it and I would totally somehow cheat. Sorry. Fabs. I got to see what your, uh, your Spotify wrapped looks like. <laughs> dude i number one i don't have any spotify i don't have spotify i have apple music i just download all the stuff that i like there is i will say this they do the same thing on apple music though right they do a version I, of I, rap, I, right? I, don't, I don't know I, I i honestly have never used spotify i mean nothing against spotify i've just never used it um i want to say the closest thing i have to rap in my playlist is bring the noise which is anthrax and public enemy Maybe something from the first Beastie Boys album, uh, License to Ill. Um, Walk This Way, Run DMC, and Aerosmith. And maybe that one good song by Eminem. What's the one good? What's the one that's like really catchy? Toss? Till, I, till I Collapse, maybe? Is, is no, I don't I, I think it's from his movie. Uh, They're on his movie. Yeah, Till I Collapse is like his, it's kind of the main it's like, from his movie. It's like, I can't, I can't remember the lyrics because I don't listen to it very often, but like, 
Yeah, the one that's like you get you get the one that's like you get one shot or you capture it. Yes, 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 that one, that one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's called till I collapse. I said for the third time. Okay, I don't know. This is gold. Michael Fabiano trying to. Yeah, that's a good one. That that's a trying to relate to rap music. I like that song, but I don't. Yeah, it would. But that's honestly like rap. That's it, man. That's it. I got nothing else. I'm I'm ready to learn and open to enjoying it. You know how much country I got? Less than that. Mm. I'll listen to anything. I I, I can listen. Look, I can listen to anyone who does something good. Do it, uh, whatever it is. So bring it and pay me my damn money. Nothing against like some of the female artists are amazing, and some of the male artists are amazing too. Every song sounds the same to me. Every single one. It does not matter. They all sound the same to me. Every single one. Even the Sunday Night Football song by Carrie Underwood, that one. Doesn't it, well, I enjoy, no, no, I'll enjoy yeah, looking at Carrie Underwood, and I don't. I mean, she's all Carrie right, Underwood. all right, all right. So I, I yeah, <laughs> I, I no, I, I just, I, I'm not into it. I just, it all sounds the same to me. All the female that. artists sound the same, and maybe it's just me. I have a blind spot for country music. I just all sounds the same to me. I think the truest words ever spoken. Maybe it's me. By Michael Fabiano. All right. Enough. Maybe Bob Harris, we're going to take off the show permanently. By the way, Bob (laughs) Harris is going to be on the show permanently. Uh, Very happy about that. We are very happy that you are tuning in to the Believe Fantasy Football Show presented by Bet Online. Um, Good luck in week 13. Remember, you've got six teams on a bye this week. Make sure you hit those waiver wires hard if you haven't already. Uh, And Bob and I will be back with us next week on Tuesday starting to break down the waiver wire for week 14. Oh my God, one more week, Bob. And then we've got the playoffs. Playoffs! And maybe Toss will have clipped my Bobbin for Bargains little intro there. And we can play that maybe over it's and you. over and over. Toss, give me give me the lyrics for that, that Eminem song. Hang on a second. I'm going to look at... What's the name of the song again? <laughs> it's called Till I Collapse. Till I Collapse lyrics. All right. Because... Hold on, Bob. You ready? No. What is the, don't what, do it. Where's, where's the point? Don't um, do it. Do not rap. Wait. Where, Listen where, to your friend, Bob where, Harris. Do not where, rap. Where's like the, where's like the hook part? Uh, I mean, the hook is, the hook is like the beginning. I got, hold on. I, I got to play it. And by the way, there's a, there's a line in this, it, in this song, uh, in this rap, that's for shizzle, for shizzle my nizzle. I'm not cool, people. I'm not cool. Only, All only right, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm gonna I, I, next week, again. Next week. True words spoken. Shut up. You're cool. not cool either. You're old. Um, I, I am gonna find. I'm gonna make sure it's the correct song. And next week, I'm gonna I'm gonna rap some of the lyrics. All right. Can't oh wait, <laughs> guys. Bob can't wait. <laughs> Good luck in week 13. And uh, tune back in for me rapping Eminem next week. We'll see you or guys not. later on the <laughs> lead fantasy football show. For Bob Harris and myself, we out. Uh-huh.